Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Section K Podcast. Today's Tuesday, December the 17th. This episode of the Section K Podcast is brought to you by Equine Extreme Performance. EXP offers an all-natural, drug-free supplement built for the equine industry. They have built these products using cutting-edge technology to deliver the highest quality product available to you and your horse. How do they know a try for your horse? Ask the 2019 NCHA non-pro finalist, Mr. Bobby Ray Hawkins. His horse, I'm a Platinum Kitty, uses ProForm. His trainer, Casey Green, is a proud supporter of EXP Equine. Visit expequine.com and enter promo code SECTION K. That's promo code SECTION K for 10% off your next EXP order. That's www.expequine.com. Promo code Section K. On today's episode of the Section K podcast, we recap the unbelievable weekend and really the entire 2019 NCHA World Championship Futurity. What a great weekend of cutting, starting out with the unlimited amateur finals and the non pro finals. Then we had those unbelievable open semifinals where it took a 218 and a half to go back to the open finals. Then Sunday afternoon, it all culminated with the unbelievable victory for Gary Bellenfont and the great metallic Ray Mink. What an unbelievable performance by Gary Bellenfont. What a great day for the sport of cutting. Uh, Can't wait to talk about it with two of my best buds, Colburn Larson and Cody Headland. Guys, welcome back to the show. How are y'all doing after the NCHA Futurity finally wrapped up? So, doing well. Ready to go to the next show. Cody, what's going on? Um, I'm doing pretty good. A little tired. It was a long week. The last week was. Um, I'm maybe not as ready to go to the next one as you are, CBL. Sorry. I'm pretty pumped. But you're for... a million dollar man, and let's talk about that first. <laughs> yes. Uh, first yes. and foremost, uh, our man Cody Headland made the finals in the non-pro on two horses. Uh, big congratulations, first and foremost, to your entire family code, man. Uh, all the hard work that you've put in over your entire career uh, to reach this this uh, milestone is pretty badass. Uh, I was I was super happy to be on the call on Cutting Horse Central with our other good friend Evan Moffitt uh, to witness that. So, hey man, how's it feel to be a million dollar man? Doesn't feel that much different. I know somebody asked me the other day, they were like, how much of that do you have saved up? And I said, well, probably whatever they give me at the fraternity. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's a very cool accomplishment. I mean, there's a lot of people that have made it there, but um, to do it all basically through the non-pro and, and the youth, and which wasn't as much as it has, or which wasn't as much um, as the non-pro, obviously, but I know I won some youth money in there. But, uh yeah, just to do it on all horses that uh, pretty much we raised and trained ourselves between my dad and I. And uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of surreal. I really haven't taken the time to think about it yet because it's a long time of showing horses. A lot of different horses got shown. And uh, when you think about how many people helped you get there too, like that list is even longer. And that's just a true testament of cutting. I feel like it takes a village. I mean, we don't do this alone. I know CBLs have helped me at some point. I know you've probably 
rode a horse around for me at some point, helped me clean stall. I mean, it's just it's just unreal how much this affects so many other people. Like it, <clears throat> there is no way in any shape or form that I could have done this without all the help throughout the years. And I don't know, it's it's just surreal. I think. Cody, out of your two horses that you showed and made the non-pro fraternity finals on, which one did you uh, enjoy showing the most? Um, I'd have to say the Gelden, the royalty Gelden line with royalty, mainly because uh, Telus Lies is also close to a million dollars in produce earnings and Wowza. and that's another goal that i've kind of set for myself um is getting her produce earnings to a million dollars as well so i was exceptionally pumped to show him but the mare was definitely a big surprise because she was pretty green and she hasn't had the training that the other horse has and uh so and when it came down to it, I probably thought that I had a better chance on the mare because she was more cowy, even though I felt like the gilding was easier to show. Yeah, see, for me, I thought the gilding got, like, way better throughout the show to me, like, starting from the first round in the open, going all the way up until the finals, obviously. Um, like, I, 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 it's funny you mentioned that about the mare and her being green. I never really asked you about her, but... To me, I thought she looked like a finalist all year. I don't know about what your thoughts are, CBL, but I thought, looking at that once in a blue boon mare, I thought she was a finalist all year. So it was kind of interesting hearing your opinion on that because I thought uh, that Lion with Royalty Horse just really stepped up his game as the show went on. So really wanted to start out with that. Just It's a hell of a feat to win a million dollars. Super awesome accomplishment. Big congratulations to you, Code Man, uh, your dad, Thank Rock. You. And, of course, your lovely mother, Landy Headland. I know they are super proud of you as well. You the man, Cody. Thanks, bro. Yeah, congratulations to all the NCHA Futurity winners. Uh, there was non-pro co-champions. Brandon Westfall on I Reckon So, tied with Kristen Gallion on Courageous. They marked 222s. In the amateur, Mr. Roger Booth and Quain Trell picked up that championship. In the limited non-pro, Shout out, Ozzy, 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 oi, 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 Amelia Servin. Picked up <laughs> the limited non-pro championship aboard Cinca Metallica, Cinca de Metallica, a Jesse Lennox, Rock and P, bread horse. And then big congratulations to the unlimited amateur fraternity champion, Tracy Shihady, on her home bred and home trained once in love. Uh, big, well, like I said, big congrats and big shout out to Tracy. She trains her own horses, does her own deal, and always has uh, good horses uh, that she brings to those Fort Worth shows and really every cutting out of that biscuit love mare. And uh, finally, finally trained her a fraternity champion uh, out of that biscuit love mare, and she does a really good job. Does a really good job showing those horses, and I think it's really cool that um, an unlimited amateur trains their own horses and, and won a championship cody colburn y'all know how hard it is to uh endure the grind day to day and and men- mentally dealing with training your horses so once again big shout out respect to, big shout out to all those champions at the 2019 ncha world championship futurity man those open semis 
let's start out with that, and then we'll get into the open finals on Sunday. We'll we'll go in a little little bit of of an order here. Um, took a two eighteen and a half to go back, which I thought was unbelievable. Like just well, even before like when it was first getting going, you and I were talking about. <clears throat> you had said I think it's going to take a two seventeen and a half to make these finals, and at, when you said that, I was like, wow, that's high. I hadn't even thought about it. And it just kept getting tougher and tougher and tougher. And I think um, we got down there to, like, the fourth set. And, like, the first four or five horses marked over an 18. And we were like, man, there's still half this whole set left. And I just felt like every single horse in there could have marked an 18 and a half and actually been in there. If the luck had been their way, you know, had went their way, they got better cows, however. But – just all in all, like every single horse walked down there, you were excited because you were like, "Man, can this horse do it?" Like, well, yeah, yeah. I said two seventeen and a half just because I thought Brandon Westfall had a finals making run. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that was early on in the in the cutting, um, early. Yeah, in I think that, he was first, yeah, he was in first the second, out in the second set, yep. um, and then I mean, then he marks that seventeen and a half, and then Clay Johnson follows him up with a nineteen, and then later in that set, Dirk. Dirk Blakesley comes back on that cool cat that had had been shown eight times before the semis. Marks a twenty and a half on him, and that run was just absolutely electric. That horse pulling a sister's CD and running over there and just blocking the cat. Yeah, I mean that was one of my favorite moments of the semis. Um, yeah, and then Boyd marking an eighteen and a half, Reuter marking an eighteen and a half. After that, after that second set ended, I was like, oh, maybe I should bite my tongue on trying to predict these bubbles because. Telling Brandon he's probably going to make it. Now I feel like an idiot putting my foot in my mouth saying that. But <laughs> overall, like sticking, or if you stuck around for the entire time, like all the way till the end, you saw and you felt so. I mean, a lot of good runs. If you you felt so bad too, because Justin White's going in there last horse, and we've seen this a million times, right? Where it's taking a fifteen and a half, and somebody marks a sixteen and knocks all the fifteen and a halfs out, or somebody's. It's taking a 16 and vice versa. Somebody marks a 16 and a half being last. And you can almost see the writing on the wall, but, I mean, he's last in this tough set of fi- semifinals, and you're thinking, man, he's got to come out here and mark a 19, 18 and a half at least, you know, shoot for a 19. And then he just does even more than that, you know, and just comes in, lays down a weekend-type run like you talked about and marks a 223 and it knocks all the 18s out, and it's just that, oh. But it's just extremely tough, and all the way till the end. From a fan's perspective of of watching a cutting, I mean, I don't know what more you want to watch. I mean, there was, and the the first set of it, um, I think there there was only two horses uh, in the first set that made it, and then it just felt like it was just more and more action. Uh, the longer you went into those five sets. It, uh, one thing I think, I, I wish it, w- it would have started just a skosh earlier so that uh, we weren't getting out of there, what was it, 11.30? But in that last set, just talking about the good horses and the good riders and really just good runs overall, I mean, you got horses that and, and riders that marked 18s, both Grant Setnica and Tag marked 18s, and those are easy horses that could have made it. Terry Hollis... Like I said, never count out Primalina's little squirt. That horse mm-hmm. was ready ready to roll the entire time. And then, of course, marked a 17.5 Texas Tuxedo and RL. That was another 
easy horse that could could have made the finals. But you have two two of those last three. Tatum Rice slips in there, marked a two twenty on Sly Criminal, and then of course Justin White's two twenty three. Like those were just two gritty, gutsy performances by those two guys that slipped in there when they knew, like they had to step up to the plate and and have a good run. So I have a question for the both of y'all. On a scale of one to ten, rate the open semifinals. Eleven. I, I don't know if I'll ever wow, see sir. a set of five five sets of cutting that good. I have it written on my live sheet notes and I don't think I ever said it on the live show. But I really think that's the best five sets of cutting. Really the best night of cutting I've ever seen in my life. Cody? I think it was pretty amazing. Uh I would probably say it a nine point seven. That's still plenty because, high because a solid score is a rookie score, yeah. and <laughs> well, not above ten. I'm not rating on this Dave Portnoy scale. <laughs> that was just unbelievable, man. No, it was, and I agree. I think that it was um, just five sets, of just great cutting, amazing three year olds, three year olds, and this yeah. is their first show, and some of the best hands in the business, and. It just looked like to me like everybody did their job this year. Everybody trained their horses and got them ready, and yeah. and the cows were good and, and allowed these three-year-olds to get shown good. This episode of the Section K Podcast is brought to you by OK Steel & Wire. Committed to providing the highest quality fencing products at the most competitive prices since 1979. A family-owned and operated company headquartered in Medill, Oklahoma, OK Brand is proud to provide 100% American melted and American made fencing products. Whether it's max tight horse for your turnouts, horse panels for your stall, or barbed wire and field fence for your cattle, OK Brand is the brand to trust. OK Brand Fencing. Ask for it by name at your favorite farm and ranch fencing supplier. Learn more online at okbrand.com. How about Gary B? We haven't even talked about him. I feel like he just slipped in there in the semifinals, marked him a nice little 219 and a half. Um, He's not in. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, everyone was talking about him after the first two first two go rounds, marking that 225 in the first round, and then marking a 13 and a half, uh, coming back and, and make, marking a 438 and a half cumulative score to make the semis. But, um, man, He, he was second to last in that second to last set, yeah. too. I mean, just like we were talking about, I mean, it gets a little tougher there in those later draws and he just had him a nice little business-like run and went down there marked a 19 and a half and we moved to sunday and then yeah what a day <laughs> sunday was starting with the live show of course um we had a great group of guys that came by uh, big thanks to clay matt Gaines, clint allen colin chartier kara brewer tatum rice am i missing anybody that came spud by spud sheehan spud sheehan said brandon Brandon, of course. Um, yeah, big thanks to all those people that, that came by the live show and helped make the live show another success. Those are always fun to do. Um, we had a pretty good crowd in the exhibit hall. I thought uh, it was a, a great live show. But, um, yeah, those open finals, man. What an open finals on Sunday. What a great day for the sport of cutting. Gary Bellenfont, the 2019 Open Futurity Champion. Aboard the great Metallic Cat Stallion, Metallic Ray Mink. Um, man, what a run! Uh, came in there after Adon Banuelos had set the bar first out in that first set, marking a 223 on twice in Santiago. Um, 
yeah, you had better have been in your seat there to start, just like last year. Um, both those horses that were first out the past two years um, really set the pace set the pace high. Yeah, and especially Adon's mare, she was one that everybody had kind of talked about all year. Everybody said, have you seen Adon's once in a blue moon mare? And, um, to be first in the finals, you know, you're usually not super pumped about it, but we saw Tatum win it last year like that, and uh, I'm sure Adon was ready for it. And and just that last little bit there where the cow, it was in a sweet spot where that cow finally gave him a shot to get off, but he didn't have that much time, so then he decided to stay hooked. And yeah, they had to bring that cow back around, and it just kind of didn't die out, but it also just kind of was a flat spot, I guess you'd say, in, in the run. But still an incredible run, and then to be first out, that mare was so awesome. And uh, definitely a treat to get the final started the way they got started. I know the one thing that sticks out to me on Gary's run, and I don't know if you guys uh, seen it the same way I did, but just on his second cow from where we were sitting, it looked like there was still about five cows above him where he had put his hand down. And you can't see that his hands hands down because his back or his hands up because his back is to us. And then that cow gets bumped and it's coming back across and he's got his hand down. And those cattle that were still up on top, uh, Austin gets them bumped out of the way. And it was just absolutely perfect timing that could have been a complete wreck. And when you uh, watch it from the front, it doesn't look like as big a mess, potential mess, as from the side. And when that happened, I just, I mean, I, uh, I think I started hooping and hollering. Yeah, we were sitting in Section K, if anybody was wondering. Naturally. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Watching it, uh, obviously, I've, since then, I've watched it straight on. And it was way different straight on because I, I agree you couldn't really see that little transition when we were sitting up there. And it just, I mean, you got to go plus plus in the amount of courage column. Yeah. And, and – degree of difficulty or run content or whatever you want to do because throwing your hand down on a three-year-old when there's still traffic out there is always a 50-50 proposition whether it'll work or not. What are some of the other horses that stuck out to you guys? Um, of course, Cool Cat, like I mentioned in the open semis, just to do what that horse did throughout the entire show and and making the finals in both the limited non-pro and the non-pro with Ryan Packard. Um I was talking to her, like she said, um, she felt like that horse just got better as the show went on and the more runs he had. And I mean, that was the proof was in the pudding right there. I thought Dirk showed the hair off that horse um, for the ninth and tenth runs, being the open semis in the in the finals. And shout out Hot Whittle Kitty, Cookie Banuelos, yeah. another million, million dollar man. man. Yeah, I thought his run was pretty electric too. Another crowd favorite. Um, it's down there really, in the bottom of that first set yeah too. it's really hard to not root for a guy like cookie banuelos one of the nicest dudes around the cutting i know i love seeing him out at south point um every year we go out there and then of course really cool to see him coming to a triple crown event and uh finishing third taking home a cool hundred and seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars i thought uh obviously both of spuds horses stuck out i think they're both the real deal uh, pipe bomb dream 
that horse uh, looks the part of that she's going to be, or that it's going to be competing all year long. Yeah, Next she's, year. she's pretty tough looking. I felt like that bottom or that late hole draw kind of, in the second set at least, it. I just feel like it wasn't as easy to find those cows. They no. kind of struggled with them. And I thought Spud did a darn good job being second to last and still still having a pretty good – I mean – Yeah, marking at 220. Still ended up split third with Cookie and won $107,000. Yeah, this may be a hot take too, but – Lloyd Cox was starting to run on KR. Yes, He's adorable. Yes. I really yep. hated that uh, for that mare. Uh, looked like she stepped on herself on that second cow after really just the roof was about to blow off the place. Yeah, the first that cow first was cow. unreal. Man. Yeah. Unreal. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I hated that for him. Of course, Big A slipping in there, marking an easy 19 on, on a full sibling to deluxe checks uh, for the Standishes. Um, that guy, he's another just consistent all around just always in the finals doesn't matter if it's weekend cutting it doesn't matter if it's the fraternity it doesn't matter if we're in west monroe augusta that dude's going to be in the finals and gonna could probably have a couple horses in the finals you know and sometimes from time to time there's those couple horses that you feel like might have snuck in the finals they just had really good shows at the really at the right time or whatever and but to me like all these horses i feel like they're the type that like you see at the fraternity, and you're like, wow, that horse is going to have a pretty good career. Yeah. Like that horse, I feel like that horse is going to do well. And I feel and there's like some that didn't make the finals, too. Yeah, exactly. Or get out of the first round. Yeah. yeah. Looking back at Bates' horse. Yeah. And and Tatum's horse. Yep. I mean, I, yeah, I know that, she was one of my favorites, yep. and people didn't even get to see what that mare can do. But I just feel like all through there, like, you look at all these horses, and you watch them show in the finals on Sunday night, and you're like, wow, these are all darn good horses and everybody did their damnedest to get through the run and sometimes i mean that's cutting it's not going to work out all the time yeah i think i forgot to mention it actually when i read off the champs so i'm going to say it now but how about the end of the year rodrigo toboga had um oh yeah i didn't even mention the limited open fraternity champion rodrigo toboga and sugar smack but yeah he's he slipped in those open finals as well marked a marked a 15 another solid score and Really finished out an unbelievable year. Who knows how much money that guy won total this year, but it was a boatload, and I guarantee you he's not in the limited again next year. And I guarantee you everybody that isn't limited is happy that he is no longer in that summit gun. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, he, he showed so good this year. Yeah, he is he has done an unreal job, and it's really cool to watch him show. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about Rosadel Pepto. Nope. I mean, and Zeb, Zeb Corvin's other horse, Tin Man, another horse that really could have slipped in the finals, had it marked a 217. And, I mean, I thought that horse was trying to be pretty good, just didn't have the cattle that, that probably tested him enough to, to mark that high score. And that's really what it came down to with a lot of these these horses that, that marked 16 and a half, 17, 17 and a half, 18. That, did, that, didn't that are still completely the yeah, respectable just, scores. Yeah, they could have easily, easily made the finals, and it just didn't go their way that day. But... I thought Zeb overall did a magnificent job showing these horses, um, helping them get prepared, and and showing up to the cutting when he knew everybody was going to be watching those horses, whether they're, whether or not they were on the grounds at the Coliseum or not. They were going to be tuning into the webcast just to watch Tin Man and just to watch Rosa Del Pepto just because of how, how much people have been talking about him. So, yep, and yeah. the amount of money they brought as two-year-olds yeah. and a two-year-old. So I thought he did an unbelievable job. Yep. 
I agree. And, and the other thing, and we talked about it the other day, Spudo, how about him being Mr. Consistency all year? I mean, yeah. there's been a couple times where we've talked to him and he had all his horses in the finals. Or, I mean, I think at the Super Stakes or the Derby, one of them he had like two in each. And and the BI made all four of his horses. And then he comes here and does the same exact thing in the Open for 30 finals. Yeah, same could be said about Boyd Rice too, making yep. making the Snafflebit finals and, and then coming back and making the NCHA Futurity finals the past two years in a row. I mean, that's yep. that's the definition of consistency. And, and hard work. And hard work and just really defines him being the world's greatest horseman, if you ask me. I mean, to be able to train both disciplines at such a high level, um, I mean, you saw Chris Chris Dawson come to the Futurity this year, uh, in the cutting Futurity, that is, and he had some great horses too. I mean, he, he marked 17 and a halfs in the go-rounds and I think barely missed the, the limited open finals by like a half point, but uh, had a customer that made the unlimited amateur final. So I think it's just testament to just how good those guys are. Um, they're able to train horses um, for the public, um, doing both disciplines and, and compete at a super high level. So I thought that was cool. Another another thing that I thought of, or that I heard when I was down there at the fraternity, um, shout out Corky and Brenda Weeks. Um, they've been constant supporters of cutting. Their daughters have cut. Um, obviously, you know, Clay and Kelsey, and Katie and Chase. And uh, that was the first time that a horse that they had owned made the open finals in anything. And uh, I believe Beck Sheehan told me that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that so cool. that's a pretty big congratulations. Yeah, for Clay to for Clay Brenda. to make the finals on one of theirs. That's a that's a huge accomplishment. And because like we said, we've talked about it, how hard it is to make these finals. And for that to be their first one, that's pretty awesome. Clay was one of my favorites in the semis. Just yep. how pumped he was when he saw that. I think he marked an 18 and a half. I think, or I think it was a 19. Yeah, I think he marked a 19 in the semis. And he fist pumped and he was, man, he was so excited. I hadn't seen him that excited and that wound up in a, in a while. So Well, and that's, that's, I mean, that's just a bunch of emotion right there for how hard it is to make these open fraternity finals it's it's not easy and then to be a part of the toughest one that there's been in forever i could see there's a lot of a lot of emotion right there yeah then and, and go ahead on the the semifinals you talking about clay it's just i mean and it goes for the open finals as well but in those semifinals it's just there's so many riders right now that are very very talented and very very good and they all all of those guys in the semifinals uh, had unbelievable horses, but you know, just in, in in the finals, just because it's two sets of these unbelievable horses, there's just not going to be uh, the amount of cattle uh, for all these good horses in two sets. You would like for it to be that for it to be perfect and and there'd be a whole bunch of high scores in it, but. I mean, overall, this this open from start to finish, it has been crazy to watch, and there's just so many good horses, and it's crazy to to see with all these younger guys. When you say a guy like Gary up is is up at the top, it's cool to see Gary up at the top with all all of these guys that are showing so good right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with all that CBL. Just the clinic that guy put on, um, 
the things that really stood out to me with him were his run in the second round and just, I mean, you hear it, it sounds so cliche, but just survive in advance, and that was what he did. He marked that 13-and-a-half, and it was just really the most confident 13-and-a-half I've ever seen in my life. It was safe, it was conservative, and he just did a job. He knew there was a job he had to do. He went and did it, and that's just testament to just how wise that guy is and just how good of a showman he is. And another thing I thought was super cool about the whole deal was this horse uh, packing that running W brand. Uh, obviously, the King Ranch had a hand in raising this horse, the Los Jaboncillos, Los Jaboncillos Ranch down in South Texas. Mr. Burt Bulls, of course, the owner of this horse. Uh, we talked about him. I saw that interview with Mark Michaels and Cutting Horse Central um, after Gary marked that 225. But I thought that was super cool. Um, it all just come in full circle. Um, that horse packing that running W brand, Buster being in the house, uh, watching watching Gary win that championship. Um, it's been 25 years since he won his yeah, first one. Yeah, won the won the 1995 Open Futurity on Pepta Boone's Mall, and of course just that statue and the bron- big bronze being unveiled of Buster was just an unbelievable Futurity, unbelievable week of cutting. Um, like I said, great for our sport. I mean, it's just so cool to see a legend like Gary Bellenfont. Um, competing like you just mentioned CBL with all these talented riders like like your Austin Shepherds. I mean, you had Austin Shepherd getting about Don Benuelos, and we all saw in the back Second just two years in yeah, a row. I mean, we saw in the back just how how much of of a friend and family sport this is. Just watching Austin Shepherd and and Gary Bellenfont hug and, and say goodbye to one another after after Austin had helped him win the fraternity. I mean, it's just so cool to see a night like that and, and a night that we'll be telling our kids about whenever when they're coming to the show, just being out there in the back after that, that finals party and watching Gary Bellenfont and Austin Shepherd, two absolute greats in our sport. I mean, just hugging and embracing and sharing a moment of – Gary Bellenfont being a two-time fraternity champion. I mean, it was just so cool to be a part of the entire event and be able to to interview as many people we did and, and watch the finals, watch the semis from start to finish in Section K with all, all of our friends and, and be there. It was just, I mean, it's one of the most unforgettable fraternities overall for me. Have you guys ever been there when it's been that loud in that arena? Mm-hmm. The only other time I could think was when Buster showed bet he's a cat at the Champions Cup because I'm pretty sure it was – fairly loud it was loud and that whole place was sold out for that i can't wait to yeah i I mean i might as well talk about it now because those interviews are done so we can't really blow our cover but i mean the interviews we have coming both with austin shepherd uh we we taped it before uh the open semis i think it was the day last day of the non-pro or something something like that but the interview we have coming with him kenny platt wesley galleon um those interviews are going to be unbelievable i can't wait for you for you folks to hear him just the detail west wesley galleon goes in about spots hot and just some of the anecdotes that he told about growing up as a galleon and what it means to to compete at such a high level in this sport i think i think you folks are going to really love those interviews but i uh, can't wait for the, the folks to hear those kind of had to blow our cover on those cbl i know i know you and all of us really enjoyed doing those yeah, it's fun to get uh, in the exhibit hall and listen to those guys that they've showed a lot of horses, uh, trained a lot of horses, and um, as well as uh, y- 
us being younger than them and thinking that they have all the knowledge, they've also learned a lot of things throughout a lot of people in the NCHA, and it's just, I mean, it's pretty fun for us to get to listen to it first before we release it out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, so be looking for those interviews with some Hall of Fame, awesome interviews with some past Futurity champions that we recently did at this year's NCHA Futurity. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Section K Podcast. Once again, big congratulations to Gary Bellenfont, the Los Haboncillos Ranch, on being the 2019 Open Futurity Champions. Um, hell of a feat, marking that 226. Um, really just a steady performance throughout the entire show. Um, congratulations to all the champions uh, that, that made their dreams come true at this year's NCHA Futurity. Uh, we all know all the hard work that goes into training these three-year-olds and getting them ready for a show environment and a show situation. So um, big congrats to all the winners and all, all those trainers that trained winners that, that picked up championships at this year's NCHA Futurity. Um, we'll be coming back to you, I guess, this Tuesday before Christmas gets started with one of those awesome interviews. I'm not sure which one yet. We'll be figuring out which one of those we're going to release. So be looking for an awesome episode of the Section K podcast coming next week. Big congratulations to our man Cody Headland on a very successful NCHA Futurity and becoming a million-dollar man. Heck of a feat, heck of an accomplishment. Um, Congrats, brother. Uh, We look forward to seeing you back next week. Section K Podcast. We'll see you guys down the road. Happy holidays. Adios. Bye.